0: You are listening to the weekly Great Governance Podcast, hosted by Dr. Harlan. So why do we do what we do? We are on a mission to find and voice the hidden stories of excellence in local government so that others are motivated to lead and transform communities. We share information and profile local government practitioners and active citizens who are ethically leading change and innovation in communities and showcase this on our various digital media platforms. We are speaking to the municipal manager of the beautiful town of Stellenbosch and her name is Geraldine Mettler. Good day Geraldine.
1: Good morning, Professor Kluter, and good morning listeners.
0: Wonderful to have you on our platform. I met Geraldine some twenty years ago. You're one of the few female municipal managers in local government and you are in the Stellenbosch municipality in the Western Cape. How did your journey into local government start?
1: It actually started by chance. I studied law and was working in the legal profession when I stumbled across local government and it happened when I did my masters in law and one of the electives I took was around intergovernmental relations at the time. And part of this was really looking at the relationship between the different spheres of government, specifically national, provincial, and local government. And that is where local government intrigued me. What I've then realized is if you want to make a change in people's life, it has to happen at local government because that is where service delivery happens. Happens and that is where you can really change people's life and impact on people's life. From there, I went over to local government. The minute the position opened up, I applied and got the position. I was at that time, I was in the Premier's office as a legal advisor. What was also very interesting at the time was that was just at the dawn of the new local government dispensation in the 2000s and after local government was uh, reconfigured into what we know today as a local government. So that is where my job it started in the early 2000s uh, when we established the new municipalities as we know it now.
0: And if you look back, you know, do you ever regret, do you ever find yourself thinking, what the heck am I doing here? Did I make the right choice?
1: Not at all. There hasn't been a day that I've regretted the choice. It is an extremely challenging environment that we work in. But when you see the change that you can make in people's life and where you actually realize the changes that you've brought about, it gives a sense of achievement. It gives a sense of purpose. And after all, that is what one wants in life, mm. to know that whatever efforts you put forward has not been done
0: so in vain. We all Also celebrating Women's Month and Women's Day. Why is it that there are so few female senior leaders in local government. I think in the province of 30 municipalities, I know of two female municipal managers.
1: This is a very challenging position, I would think. And it's important one in terms of for women specifically, having to balance family life as well as your work life, because this position really takes a lot out of you. It really requires you to be available 24 hours a day, because crisis, disaster. This happens any time of night and day, and you need to be available. So it's important as women that we need to know how to strike that balance between family life and work life. And that we need to look after with ourselves as women, actually take time out for ourselves as well, where we can just recuperate and re-energize. From that point of view, I think not a lot of women if you want to make necessarily that career choice. So it is unfortunately one of those things where you are extremely busy. But I noted that there's a lot more women coming through the senior manager level as well as on the Section 56 level.
0: So you think that this picture within the next five to ten years we're going to see more senior leaders in the local government being women?
1: I sincerely hope so. The environment lends itself to it but like I said it's more about a personal choice. Do you want to transition to that level, given the sacrifices that one needs to make in terms of that. And women of with smaller children would rather want to be there for those informative years of their kids' lives. So you'll find that, that woman more at the later stage of life, once their children went through primary school, high school, would then transition in this type of position.
0: Geraldine, you are also one of the first municipal managers in the the Stellenbosch Municipality to actually complete a term. Some people say the municipality is not an easy municipality. What are your secrets? How did you get it right to then complete your term and to be reappointed for another term? I mean, that's history.
1: I always said that I made history in Stellenbosch after I completed year three. In this position I made history because no municipal manager lasted more than three years in Stellenbosch Municipality and it's because it's such a diverse environment in Stellenbosch but I think the key is all about relationship it's all about trust It's all about vision and what I meant by that is it is absolutely important that you have a complete relationship of trust between you and your executive mayor. You need to know that the executive mayor will have your back no matter what. You also need to have a shared vision. You need to have the same belief system and the same ethics and the same moral compass and also the same principles so when i started yeah we had a deep conversation myself and the executive layer where we made sure that we actually compatible with each other so it's important to note that you need to be compatible because it is in the environment we work it's a highly politicized environment and you need to know that that person who has your back shares your principles and your morals and your ethics and your vision because you need to be able to have that trust. I believe in the speed of trust. Mm. My executive mayor need to trust me to know that I will make the right decisions and implement it as such. And I need to trust her to know that she will do the right thing. And I'm very blessed in that, that I have somebody that I can trust and somebody that that shares the same vision that I do and also have the same ethics and moral compass as I do.
0: What does that mean when you disagree, for example? I'm sure that it's not just Yes, ma'am. What do you do when there's disagreements?
1: Of course, there's disagreements. This is the nature of the job. But it's important, like I said, you need to know from the beginning what principles you will compromise on and what you won't. So I believe that on your principles, you never compromise. On issues, you can compromise. And that is why it was so important that right at the beginning of that relationship, we needed to set the boundaries to say, these are the non-compromisable issues for me or principles for me and the rest we can look at. Importantly, whatever we do needs to be aligned with law and what works to our advantage in this relationship is that both of us come from a legal background, both the executive mayor and I and we think like lawyers and we approach things from that point of view. So you will never do something that is against the law and that is the principle that we work for us. And then in terms of uh, disagreements, uh, you need to have a relationship of mutual respect also where you can say, I disagree and this is why. And then having to explain to the person why you can't move from that position or the other person having to tell you what they disagree with and why and how do you then come to a compromised position where you need to implement. And I think the most important thing is also to understand professionalism and understand the fact that as a council and as a political head, they set the mandate, they set the policy, and your job as an official or as an administration is to implement that mandate no matter what it is. Obviously as long as that mandate is in line with what the law says one can do and one should not do. Mm. So if you understand that and you operate within that parameters and boundaries you are okay and you will be able to deal with whatever differences you have as long as you deal with it in that
0: boundaries. But I'm sure that this political admin interface because a lot of colleagues complain about it when I speak to other municipalities often people complain about this political admin interface now what do you do when the opposition parties accuse you of being nothing just as a political employee
1: no most definitely not I am a professional first and foremost And I implement the mandate of whoever's in power at any point in time. And that is very important to note that at all times. The issue with political interface is uh, it's a critical one. And I think it's all about role clarification and people understanding what is each one's role. Like I've mentioned, the important part of your politicians is to set the mandate to set the policy parameter in terms of where we need to, as administration, operate within. And uh, it's important that as an administration, we then have to implement that. And remember what I said, it is as long as that mandate is in line with the law, as long as that mandate is what we are supposed to do in terms of developmental local government, then we need to do it. So council, your politicians, are supposed to give you that role map is to say this is what I want to achieve this is what my electoral told me I need to achieve because they all come with a mandate and that's the mandate you then have to implement but from a political side they also need to understand once they gave me that road back I will implement, and I have very strict rules in this municipality around uh, political interference. There can only be one administrative head. You cannot have a situation where politicians go directly to staff members and asking them to do um, certain or implement certain things. It, it just doesn't work that. It allows for a lot of unnecessary delays in projects. It allows for unhappiness and, and interference is never good. So I got very strict from the very beginning when this new term started. I had a induction program. Apart from the Salga induction program that Salga obviously do for all councils, We had a Stellenbosch induction program where I took all the councillors through. These are the do's and these are the the don'ts. And if you cross over, then I will charge you because I'm not going to allow for political interference Mm. in my administration. And I can assure you that's one of the reasons why Stellenbosch is doing so good. It's something you obviously have to uh, reinforce at times and having that Relationship with both the executive mayor and the speaker Mm. to reinforce those principles all the time works.
0: And then interference oversight, you know, there's a, sometimes people say there's a gray line. When do I oversight and when do I interfere? I understand when you say interfere, when I give a direct instruction, how do you interpret oversight?
1: That's why I said at the beginning, when we started off and the new council came in, Mm. that we had that induction course and some of that I actually did myself and that's where we explained to them. What is oversight? What do I view as oversight and what do I view as interference? Mm. Because if you do not do that right from the start, people will say to you, but I did not know. Mm. So it is important that you do that right from the start and say to them, this is when it is oversight, this is when you're overstepping your boundaries. Mm. And in terms of oversight, each of us has a plan. And it's important for them as politicians to see that we actually implement that plan and then ask the appropriate questions. That is the oversight that they must do. So we explain that in much more detail from what I'm telling you now in terms of what is they allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do. Each and every councillor at the beginning they sign a declaration where every single counselor committed to those principles and I made it very clear if you should at any time transgress that principle it will lead to disciplinary charges against you. So if you from the beginning lay the, the foundation and make it very clear what is it that you will allow and not in terms of the role clarification I think that's one one of the things that's missing in some municipalities is the role clarification and making sure everybody understands what their role
0: is. So it's important that you have the support of the speaker in terms of the discipline of the councillor and the executive mayor who is supportive.
1: Basically,
0: yes. Just on another note, they say most of billionaires live in Stellenbosch. How do you manage the weight of expectations, you know, between the demands of big business and the demands from the community to say, you know, one, we want facilities, we want infrastructure? infrastructure? infrastructure How do you manage to balance growth and development?
1: It's a very interesting issue, and I've been asked this quite a bit of times, but I think the most important thing is to make sure that you execute your legislative mandate. Execute what you need to do and deliver the service of standard to everybody. Obviously, it is important we have our developmental objectives in terms of what we need to do and what we want to do, and making sure that you actually love of that quality service but also have customer care principles in place whereby we are a responsive government not only to the rich but also to the poor and that has to be embedded in principles of good governance ultimately your IDP is your strategic document which obviously is supported by your spatial development framework and it's important that we deliver on those developmental goals in those two documents and create an environment that's conducive for business. And in that, also making sure that you cut the red tape. Now, we know that there is a lot of compliance issues in local government, but we need to make sure that we're actually responsive to the needs of our community and cut the red tape where we can and as best as possible. And also be a government that listens and understands the frustrations and what processes we can do better. But importantly, is about financial sustainability and inclusiveness through our governance processes and making sure that you have effective consultative processes because if you want to deliver service and be more developmental in your approach, you need money. So you need to make sure that you have quality service and people actually pay for that services so that you can cross-subsidize when necessary. So but that is how I approach it in terms of irrespective of who the person is, making sure that you deliver quality service, making sure that you're responsive to the needs of your community, no matter who it is. And also making sure that you achieve your developmental goals as you set for yourself. And in that it has to be underpinned by good governance and uh, good consultative processes and effective ones, of course.
0: So, this is your second term now as MM. What is next for Geraldine after the five years? Would you want to move on to maybe a district municipality or would you want to stay within a B municipality setup?
1: Definitely want to stay in a B municipality shape because ultimately this is where the service delivery happens. This is where the change happen As we know, district municipalities fulfill much more than a coordinating job rather than direct interaction with your communities. So this is where the tire hits the top and where you can truly see the impact. So I see myself operating within a B municipality set
0: up in the future okay final question your parting message to women in local government who started over the clock what is your message to women in local government in south africa
1: My message is it's important to find your balance between your work life and your family time and your family life. As a woman, we tend to be much more diplomatic than our male counterparts. We look at things very differently and that we must actually use to our advantage. To the woman, I also want to say prioritize your goals, making sure that you know what you want to achieve and how you want to achieve it and prioritize one or three and achieve that choose your battles know which battles to fight and which to let go because at the end of the day it's all about winning the war and then lastly stick to your principles never compromise on it you can compromise on issues but not on principles because once you compromise your ethics it's compromise for life you cannot get it back so stick to that and protect it like gold So those are my parting words. But for the woman out there, I also just want to say Happy Women's Month and enjoy this. It is a fulfilling job. It is a job that takes a lot out of you. And you need to have that fine balance in making sure that you take care of yourself as well. Because if you don't do that, you can't operate at your optimal level. So it's important that we also take care of ourselves.
0: So what do you then do to relax and to switch off and to have some fun away from the 24 hours? What do you do to stay sane and healthy?
1: I absolutely love reading and music.
0: What's your favorite song at the moment?
1: Uh, Anna Ross. It's my turn. Okay. And I think it's very opt for a woman's month. Mm. Uh, It is my turn. And to the woman out there, I want to say it is our turn to shine.
0: Thank you so much, Geraldine. Have a wonderful day, Father. It's nice catching up with you again. And keep on making us proud and leading.
1: Thank you very much.
0: I've given up the truth To those I've tried to please, but now To the amazing and talented Great Governance team, The Voice, Mpumi Lali, and producer el respect and love. Keep the faith and let's work to make South Africa great, right where we are. If you loved what you heard, subscribe to our Great Governance podcast that is available free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And of course, also on our HRD Governance Facebook page. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend about us. Listen to learn.